Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Show. Glad to have you with us. And as we're approaching the January 6th committee show, things are warming up a little in Washington, D.C. And the fact is, the Marxist Dems who are leading this charade are far more nervous than any of the Republicans, and they should be. They're once again running a sham, and everybody knows it. And it will do no better than their Russian hoax-inspired FBI investigations. It will do no better than their special counsel investigation, based entirely, all of it on lies. And then there's the two Marxist-dim-driven impeachments of President Trump. All farce no facts, and the same play, the same pattern, the same pathetic persecution by the radical Dems, another waste of taxpayer money, a waste of time and all to manufacture, a diversion of the public's attention from high gas prices, runaway inflation, markets in turmoil, and economies slowing down markedly, and a president so impaired and confused that he has a new spending plan that he and his advisors say is designed to stop inflation. Note to President Biden and White House staff, especially eugenious economists in the Biden White House, no one can stop or even slow inflation by spending more money. Simple fact. Most of the country says Biden has no business being in the Oval Office at all, They will not get an argument from me on that. 52% in the latest poll say that he has no business being in the Oval Office or anywhere near the levers of power in America. And three quarters of those polls say the country is headed in the wrong direction. And yet the left persists in their dreams of punishing those who demonstrated peacefully on January 6th. And also, by the way, they are prosecuting some who did more than trespass in the nation's capital. They are, though, persecuting mostly innocents. There were some lawbreakers, but perhaps a few hundred amongst the thousands demonstrating at most. Yet the witch hunt goes on because the America-hating, Republican-despising Marxist Dems believe, just as they did throughout the Trump years, that they can stop Donald Trump with their lies half-truce and outright disinformation campaign against him and his America first battle cry for all Americans. And as of now, the Marxist Dems are headed for disaster in November. It's ugly. They're ugly. And the election looks like it will be a thing of immense beauty. Democrats defeated across the board. Big wins in the House, big wins in the Senate, big changes in policy as a result. And Biden will be effectively neutralized. Hallelujah. Now, if the Republicans can just keep the Marxist Dems from rigging those midterm elections, 
And that looms as a very big question. Hang on to your hats. Here we go. Another big election. And you know that the Dems are dying to rig this one, too. Republicans have to get smart. They have to work harder and fight like banshees to keep the Dems from stealing another election. We can't afford to lose another election. Our guest today is familiar with a vast left-wing conspiracy in this country. Our guest is Devin Nunes, former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, now the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group. Devin was a 10-term congressman from the state of California, and as chairman of the Intelligence Committee, he was the first to accuse the FBI of a conspiracy to overthrow the Trump presidency. Devin is now focused on the continuing build-out of the social media platform founded by the president, Truth Social. Devin Nunes, welcome to The Great America Show. Lou, it's great to be with you. My first time on your new show. That's really exciting for me, all the years that uh, I was on your other shows. Uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to, to be on your new podcast. So thanks thanks for having me. Well, I assure you that's, uh, that's uh, mutual and reciprocal. Uh, thanks for being here. Let's start with, first of all, the January 6th committee, and the most recent development really is the way in which Peter Navarro, former uh, assistant to the president, uh, was treated by the FBI. There's no sense going through the litany, but I mean, put in leg irons, throwing thrown in the John Hinckley cell, uh, and the FBI making much of it. Uh, Your reaction to this? I, I was actually stunned, uh, even though there's nothing this government will do today that actually shocks me. So I would use that probably wasn't shocked, but a little bit stunned that there's not a grown up anywhere within the FBI, the, the DOJ there in Washington, even the judge. I mean, something uh, somewhere here is, is gone, you know, gone really wrong. And, and Lou, this is Look, there is a real issue here, right? Uh, granted, the Congress has completely fallen, fallen apart, one of the reasons why I left to, to, to run true social. Uh, but um, the institution has decayed. But, you know, look, you, you still have to have a way to, to have people uh, testify. So I, I, I get that. Um, but Navarro clearly was challenging it. The January 6th commission is clearly something that is uh, that I've never seen in my time in Congress. I don't think there's any history of it having some kind of special committee that's made up of whoever Pelosi wanted to put on. Uh, so that was unusual. And Navarro took a you know a step to to take to court and challenge the legitimacy of the committee. So and he wasn't. It, this is not like this was a, Peter Navarro was not on the run. This was not a guy who was trying to escape to you know some you know South South American you know confab somewhere down in brazil or something right so this and he lived in washington dc they clearly knew where, where he was at and this just has all the hallmarks look, look I, I can just say it uh this is just molar 2.0 remember when they went to roger stone and they you know at, at 4 a.m they alerted cnn um they came in with with you know i don't know what it was 30 Smart or 40 team. fbi agents with guns I mean, just totally ridiculous. This has all the hallmarks of that, right? You go, you know when he's going to fly, uh, you show up at uh, Washington, D.C.'s airport, and you handcuff him, you bring him, you throw him in jail, you, you, you put him in, uh, 
and, and the leg shackles thing is really ridiculous. So, so look, we can talk more about January 6th, but what happened to Peter Navarro um, is stunning, but, but, but not surprising. And, and what is surprising to me, and it should not be, I, I concede, there is no outcry. The Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, uh, their reaction has been non-existent. Uh, this is a moment in history that I think that we will see written about uh, for for decades. And that is what happened in the midst of a social breakdown in the United States, because that's what we're witnessing. We are watching a, a party uh, and an ideology that has overtaken that party. And I'm talking about Marxism and the Marxists who are driving the party leadership right now. Uh, and a, uh, a slumbering Republican Party uh, led by absolute uh, nitwits, as far as I'm concerned. These people would not be tolerated in any organization that had a profit uh, objectives and clear performance metrics. Uh, they are, and I'm referring about uh, to uh, referring to uh, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Uh, this is disgusting. Ronna McDaniel the head of the National Republican, no one is saying a word. I'll go farther than that. No business leader is saying, what in the world are you doing there? Where are the moral uh, leaders of this country? Where is the church, the churches? We have no one holding anyone to moral account or demanding better of this government. Your well, thoughts look, about I that? Yes. So, so I'll say this, you know, having been, you know, served in Washington for two decades, you know, being, uh, being in the leadership positions is never, is never easy. Um, but, you know, I've said from, from day one, when I was, when I was still there, when this January 6th commission was stood up, I said, guys, you know, look, this is, we, we need to see this for, for, for what it is. This is a, this is a scam. This is designed to just perpetuate the Hollywood theatrics that, that, that the left, the Marxists, as you say, because I totally agree with you, they are, they are a Marxist party, and they're really good at narrative building. And they have to narrative build in order to keep people in the dark, right? And they use that by the control that they have over the media that, that you and your listeners are, are well aware of. I like to say it's 95% of the media that they control. Uh, and then, you know, they run it through a funnel, which is this social media funnel, knowing that they have total control over these tech tyrants to put out and use algorithms to force feed to people what they what they want force fed to them. And, and you know, not a, this is not a plug for true social, but it is why I left Congress, right? It is the number one reason why I left was because I could see that we had no ability to reach the masses because of the of the Marxist uh, types of, of strategy and tactics that the left uses, you know, they have full control over every aspect of, of communications in this country. And that's why True Social is something so big and new is because it's the first time, you know, in a long time that the Internet is back open again and people can communicate freely and they're not going to be censored for their political views. And, and I only say this, uh, Lou, not to, not to promote True Social, but, but really – uh, just to kind of put an exclamation point on that, that's part of the problem with the with with being in Congress. You are at the whim of 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 how the media puts pressure on you, how your constituents put pressure on you, and 
because of the, the, the Marxists, the Democrat Party in this country, are well aware of that. So they have these, they have the leaders and, and every member of Congress under a, nobody wants to take the beating, right? Nobody wants to get shelled, right? So, I mean, look, and as somebody who went through that, uh, you know, when I stood up and said, look, this Russian stuff is, Russian hoax is, is a hoax, um, you know, I got the, you know, just completely, you know, I mean, hell, even to today, it, it, it continues that, you know, I must be working for, for Vladimir Putin. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> the sick people that the left have poisoned in this country. So I, I don't actually blame the, 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 the people that believe this. It's the ones who perpetuated it and put out the propaganda. And it's the same ones running the January 6th commission. I mean, it is Pelosi and all of her crew. It's all the, the, the leaders of that party. And I think what's most concerning about, about all this, Lou, is that they have corrupted the DOJ and the FBI. And, and, and by the way, the courts also. Um, and I think this Navarro incident is, is exactly that. And so I see that you know, until we can open up communications and until more people know what happened to Navarro, but right now it's essentially being – it's being blacked out. I mean, yeah. you see very few networks um, talking about this. I mean, even you know, even a lot of the conservative uh, to, to you know center right publications, uh, news outlets, are not covering this. Are not yeah. covering what happened to Peter Navarro, and and it's uh, it's it's really troubling. It is, and I think you're right in every uh, aspect of what you're saying because the the narrative the control of communication. It's a closed feedback loop uh, in the parlance, and uh, they're under the control, not of a Biden White House, as one might initially think, uh, or not just the Democratic Party, but the Marxist leadership uh, and the puppet masters of this presidency who are driving the agenda and doing so at a rate that I don't think even the most uh, pessimistic conservative, Republican, or patriot would have ever imagined. We're 17 months with this president, and what he has done is devastating. It is yeah, almost, you know, it's, it's breathtaking to even consider uh, you how know, far the, this country has been if, rolled back. If you saw last week, I, I, I saw that, not that, uh, you know, I, I did see a little bit of a, a glimmer of, of light, and I thought this was really, I, a lot of people this was probably lost on, unless you're kind of in the trenches like I am and have been for so many years, you, you, you miss it. But there was a, there was a, a small story of uh, a middle of last week that the Biden White House was furious because they have, I don't know, 70 or 80 digital people uh, that work for them, which, which is code word for they take the propaganda and then they push it out to the big tech tyrants and right. they slam it down into, into people's eyeballs through their, through their phones and iPads and, and desktops, right? So that's, that's what that is. It was funny that they admit that they have like 80 people doing it, right? And I guess the frustration was, that and this was in one of the left wing rags, so this was this had to be this had to be infighting is how we learn about this. Right. Um, that you know how is it possible that you know clearly Biden's message isn't getting out? Well, you know what that is is that is is it and the the only glimmer of light is is that sometimes 
even when you control all the media, all the tech, all the delivery system, you can build all the narratives, you can control the courts, you can control the DOJ and the FBI, but there comes a point when what you can't control is when people have to go and pay, you know, like I'm going to have to pay here in California today, $7 and some cents a gallon. Uh, when they see when they see that food prices have went up fifty percent, uh, these are things that, that that are out of their control, and it's part of what happens when uh, you know it's one thing to be a Marxist and want power. All Marxists want power. Uh, all leftists want power. Um, but the difference between the Chicoms and you could even say the you know the Russian dictatorship and numerous dictatorships around the world is. I'll give them uh, you know, credit to this point. At least they don't worship false gods, right, and false ideologies. So the problem with the Marxists in this country is they worship at the altar of the global warming gods, right? That's, that's first and foremost. They worship at the altar of these, of these strange social issues, right, whether it's, whether it's you know, abortion is, you know, Arguing over abortion, and, and, and you know, I think there's, there's, there's I'm, I'm obviously pro-life and have been, but look, I think there are decent arguments for, you know, the, the people who have problems, you're early in your pregnancy. I mean, those are legitimate problems that, that you can argue with. But what you can't argue with, it's not okay under any circumstance to kill a child outside of the womb. Like, it's just not. And the same goes for all this climate hysteria nonsense where they're force-feeding to all their kids. So... You know, you don't see the Chinese and the Russians, um, you know, Chinese will sell us all the wind turbines and all the solar panels that we want. And meanwhile, what are they doing? They're buying up all the resources they can from continents like Africa. They're making deals with the Russians. They're building nuclear power plants. So that's, in, in, in the long run, the, the two things, that just to you know, kind of give you some, give you and your listeners a, some positive uh, signs of light here, is that the propaganda machine is falling apart, right? Because you, you, you can't narrative build and build propaganda if people are just pissed off paying $7 for gas. And, and also you can't, you know, they are worshiping and promoting their Marxism and trying to gain power by doing stuff that essentially plays into the Chinese hands and will not work under, any, under any of, of anybody's imagination. And you see that, in places like California, you see it in New York City, and that's ultimately the good thing here is is that the red states are getting redder, the blue states are falling apart, and so you know that's kind of I think where we're, where we're headed here, Lou. Uh, when we're paying uh, six to eight dollars a gallon across the country for gasoline, when we don't have enough gasoline, in point of fact to be energy independent because drilling has been shut down. Pipelines have been shut down by this administration, almost the first thing they did. Uh, And we have an administration which you have to, you just really have to grip your chair as you're watching Joe Biden try to put together a coherent sentence. It is all but impossible for him. We, We understand. I mean, more than half the country says the man is unfit to hold the office. Uh, th- almost three quarters of the country says the country's in the wrong, going in the wrong direction. We have pain yeah, and- everywhere. And so that defies the narrative, whatever this narrative is that they're pushing. And 
in many in many ways, Lou, it was also that you know propping Biden up, having him run a campaign from the basement like he did. You know, it really is reminiscent of kind of the final days, the final couple decades of the of the old Soviet Union when they would prop up these guys who you know who were totally incoherent, and that's another one of their problems. Not only can they you know they can't get around like we said you know the the, the people's pocketbooks right like that, that that at the end of the day that really you know hits home with with everyone right but also they can't no matter how many people they could put instead of the 80 digital people propagandists that they have in the White House they could put 800 people but if you can't throw your president Biden out there is he as you said he's he's totally incoherent nobody looks at him and says and you know he doesn't inspire hope and he doesn't inspire confidence. And I'm not, that's not even an anti-Biden, that's not even a Republican-Democrat um, position coming out of my mouth. It's just a fact. I mean, the guy, anybody who looks at him, he looks weak, he looks pathetic, and he reminds me of those kind of old, drunk, you know, Soviet leaders. When I was a little kid, Lou, you, you, you probably remember, I can't remember the, the names of them, but they looked completely like a joke. You couldn't even put them on the international stage. That's what we have with Biden. But then it gets worse. They have the problem with Harris, who has never been vetted, you know, essentially was, a, was an apparatchik out here in California where she was just promoted through her connections and, you know, and kind of her ideology is how she rose up through, through the ranks, right? You were picked based on, not off of your skill set and your competence. You know, she essentially ran off of, off of you know, her gender, um, praying to the climate gods and the social, the social uh, tendency gods. And she just rose right up through the ranks and, uh, and, you know, became, uh, became, you know, the first woman vice president in this country. But guess what, Lou, it's kind of the same problem with that they have with Biden. They can't put her anywhere either because she sounds like an idiot and she talks to people like they're stupid. And so this is the, you know, this is, yeah, you know, this well, is really the, the the difference between between what the Chinese are doing and and what the leftists in this country are doing. The the Chinese leftists love these leftists. I mean, they're basically useful idiots for the for the Chinese. Well, I would only quibble with one thing. You said she talks to people as if they're idiots. Uh, she talks to people as if she's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> well, she doesn't realize it. Yeah, you're. I agree with you. <laughs> she is. Uh, I I have never seen the likes of her. Uh, and certainly never in the in an office, a high office of the United States government, where she is all giggles, uh, she is repetition, she cannot put together a complex sentence. Uh, she, I, I mean, I fear for her when she puts together a conjunctive sentence. Uh, it is absolutely terrifying to the American people. I'm sure if you pressed hard on the on these polls, they have to think as as Vladimir Putin is threatening. Uh, nuclear war, uh, certainly in Europe and with, as he says now, decision-making centers around the world, if the long-range missiles that Biden has sent into Ukraine strike Russian territory. I, I, it is impossible for anyone to rationally say this country is prepared for a war with these two people at the head of it, with a military that is absolutely incompetent. The leadership is utterly bereft of talent and intelligence uh, and, uh, and and certainly leadership, which is really uh, what they should at least have. 
And, and the intelligence um, and, and agencies, you, the intelligence agencies, Devin, have proved what they are. They're frauds from, from one end to the other. And how can well, we rely just, on they, anything they produce? Well, they've, they've completely destroyed them, right? So a lot of this now, we're, we're starting to piece together that a lot of this started, and we, we had the signs of it in the last Obama-Biden administration from 12 to 16, right? And you had little hints of it between kind of Benghazi, uh, you had the, uh, the debacle uh, in Iraq. Remember when, you know, the current Secretary of Defense, okay, the current Secretary of Defense essentially falsified intelligence Back in God, what was it? 2014, you know, 14 time frame. It was one of the first, you know, atrocities that that, that we uncovered on the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, that I was one of the ones who led that investigation. Was that you know we knew when? Remember when Obama said, "Oh, you know, we're gonna you know we're gonna get out of Iraq. There's not gonna be a problem there." And then remember the whole damn Middle East almost caught back on fire again because these fools like didn't take the proper steps to secure the region, you know, after we had spent over a decade, all the blood and treasure, yep. you know, there was, you know, there's some simple things you had to do in order to, to, to get out of Iraq and they completely screwed it up. It, and, and he, and it was the secretary of defense who at the time was a CENTCOM commander who either falsified or went along with cooked and baked intelligence. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward. Who's this? Uh, he is secretary of defense. Once again, what we saw in Afghanistan, you know, these things have consequences. You do this once, you do it twice, and then guess what? You give a guy like Putin, he says, ah, oh, what the hell? You know, I think Putin's crazy as a guy who's dealt with, with you know, following Putin for, for a very long time. What he's doing there, what he's, you know, I would have never thought he'd be so crazy to invade uh, Ukraine. But... Uh, I will say, at least not out in the open. Remember, he did it under, he did it with little green men, kind of through an intelligence right. op back during Obama-Biden era. But to actually, like, do a full-scale invasion shocked me. But I guarantee you this, you know, had you not baked and cooked intelligence back in Iraq and looked weak back in that time frame, had you not looked weak, you know, at, at, during, you know during the Benghazi raid, had you not looked, you know, one of the, uh, you know, if we had a real media in this country, one of the biggest fiascos of and, and most embarrassing moments for the United States military was what happened when that withdrawal in Afghanistan. I mean, it was entirely predictable. And that it was intentional. And it was to- intentional. It wasn't just incompetent. They planned it and executed the plan. Oh, they wanted Well, they wanted out knowing that if they did it the way they were going to do it, the whole damn thing was going to fall apart. Right. And, and what I'm saying is, and I'm actually, you know, not, you know, I want out of the Middle East, I want out of Afghanistan, but there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And they chose basically the politically expedient, fastest way to do it, which ends up with the disaster that we have. But then ultimately, you follow all that, you end up with, a, with somebody like Putin getting, you know, you know clearly where his mind is, something's going on with him, where he thinks he can now invade um, Ukraine. I mean, this, it's like one, one builds on top of, of the other, um, and it's all because of incompetence and weakness that this administration has. And, and, we'll, and, and, and look, it's not, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can to open up communications at True Social and get people, you know, where they can communicate with each other and not be censored politically. But at this rate, uh, Lou, uh, you know, I think what we have to really think of is, you know, can we – you know, 
can we sustain this as a country or will other dictators and other bad actors, you know, like the Chinese, are they going to start to do uh, things that will, that could really do damage to this country um, more so than, uh, you know, we may think things are bad now, but look, things, things can get worse. How could any, any totalitarian state with expansionary uh, territorial both claims and ambitions and the militaries to support uh, and to achieve those objectives, how could they resist the knowledge that the military of the United States is, abs- is led by abject failures? Uh, they, th- at least the top two levels, if not three levels, of the United States military doesn't belong in the jobs that they have. Uh, the intelligence agencies are absolutely bereft of reliable intelligence and the capacity to develop it, whether it be uh, human intelligence or whether it be uh, electronic signal intelligence. Uh, that's Those are statements of fact, simple, straightforward. And the political leadership of the country has never, never been as weak as it is today. And the and we are watching a social breakdown at the same time as our government is revealing the level of its incompetence and corruption, which is pervasive throughout the executive branch. It is a crisis in this country that people don't want to recognize. And if President Xi, if President Putin, and then I agree with you, there is something terribly wrong with his mind, but there's also something terribly wrong with the minds of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Democratic Party, for that matter, the Republican Party. And we are at a juncture, a critical moment in history. And we are, we have never, let me rephrase that. We haven't been this vulnerable since 1941. And those are the facts. And we have a corporatist media and a a Marxist-led government and and democratic through the Democratic Party. Yeah, I think I don't I don't disagree uh, at all with with the, the troubling uh, trajectory and, and just on the military. I think the c- couple thoughts on it. Uh, it. It appears like when you go back in time and look, there was a, definitely an effort to reward political leadership within the military that went left, right, or that 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 embraced the Obama Biden agenda. And they were, you know, we, you know, you always believe that, you know, the, the military and our intelligence agencies, you know, they're supposed to be above reproach, right? They're, they've, they've been around a long time. It's part of the reasons why, you know, they like to say that, you know, the military, you know, it moves really slow, right? It's tough to turn an aircraft carrier around. Some of that, you know, was done on purpose, right? So that they're, so that, Everything has a strategy. Um, it can sustain political from political leader to political leader uh, because it, the, you know, part of the whole having a, a strong military is having that that stability uh, with the you know kind of the long term fundamental built in uh, built in process and procedures in place that that keep politics for the most part out of it. Right, you're always going to have politics in something, but somehow Lou. I don't know how they were able to do it, but they let it permeate all the way down the ranks. 
And what you now see is, is you, you see a lot of good people in the military um, they get frustrated, and they and and they're leaving because they're seeing they're leaving in droves. They're leaving in yeah, droves, and, and they're leaving because they're seeing people being promoted um, because of their wokeness, right? And yeah. that was happening, you know, started in Obama, and I think they purged the ranks of a, of a lot of really good people. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, with all that said, um, you know, we still do have, you know one of the best fighting forces in the world. I mean, the best fighting force in the world. Um, it's just that, you know, from the Secretary of Defense, which we already talked about, you know, my problems with him, I was shocked when they picked Well, I shouldn't say I was shocked. It was probably fitting that they picked him, right? This is a guy who had done the left's bidding back in back during the Obama time frame, um, either, either was unwitting or witting of cooked intelligence that led to just get out of Iraq. Um, to, to where now, you know, you've got kind of just a complete collapse of, of, you know, our U.S. military and intelligence agencies. And, you know, it goes to, you know, we haven't even talked about it, but, it, and we won't have time on this, on this show, but, you know, what happened in during that time frame, then they made it okay to start to allow the Clintons to work with the FBI and the DOJ to frame the Trump campaign uh, led to, you know, I'm, I'm discussing the Russia hoax here, right. and it leads to the Mueller hoax, which, you know, th- that led to impeachment, that then leads to ultimately a second impeachment, that then leads to, you know, a complete breakdown of all of these institutions. And, and now we've got, you know, the latest installment of this. It's just the continuing saga, which I think are, are all related, which is kind of this get Trump uh, at all costs, um, because, you know, he was an effective president. He beat, you know, he was the only guy that beat down their and broke through their propaganda and their establishment, and, you know, kind of the establishment you know, Marxist policies that they were putting in place. And that's continuing today. I mean, you see what they're doing. This January 6th uh, commission is nothing more, nothing, nothing less than that. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a, a, you know, I like to say this is, this has a, been a dark period of, of U.S. history uh, that started in in 1516 with the framing of of Trump and the and the Republican Party, uh, but it's not over yet, and that's the that's the part that worries me. You know, it's just it's continuing, and I think what you saw on Friday with Peter Navarro uh, being arrested uh, like he was was just a continuation of this dark chapter that I hope comes to an end. But uh, but I'm afraid, um, you know, until. Until people can communicate and get the facts, uh, it's going to be, you know, we, we, we have to have an, uh, a somewhat educated population that at least knows some of the truth, yeah. some, of, you know, some of the truth. And, and you know, right now we just don't have that. People are, are you know, just being dumbed down uh, continually by the propaganda machine of the Democratic Party in this country. Well, Devin, we know you are working uh, to keep truth uh, at the forefront of the uh, the American uh, dialogue in the American arena through Truth Social. Uh, Devin is the CEO of Truth Social, and what you've already achieved is remarkable. I, I want to talk about that just for a bit as we conclude here. Uh, give us a sense of where you head next. Uh, and when you uh, and what your plans are for the future of Truth Social? Yeah, 
thanks, Lou. The bottom line we've kind of already you've already touched on on most of it. A lot of what we talked about uh, is 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 why I left Congress. Um, I really felt like that uh, you know when Donald Trump got kicked off of social media, I had already you know stopped using a lot of social media because I knew I was being shadow banned right. and censored. Uh, I was one of the first guys to go to Rumble, uh, which is a YouTube alternative. I was one of the first guys to go to Parler, at least members of Congress. And uh, when when President Trump got kicked off of all these platforms, and you may remember this, Lou, because I had done se- several interviews on your on your uh, on your show before. Um, I wrote a book about this in the middle of 2020 that said that talked about the media and talked about social media right. and and essentially said how we were you know people didn't understand you know that that you know people couldn't couldn't understand well how could it be that. Sixty percent of Americans thought that Donald Trump and Republicans were working for Vladimir Putin, when in fact it was the opposite. Right? It was the Clinton and the DNC. They were the ones that were working with with Putin and getting information from Russians. I mean, you can't and, make this up. But yet, but yet, you still had this this sixty percent of Americans out there thinking that. While Putin, well, that, in point of fact, in twenty sixteen, was working for Hillary. Of course, exactly. I mean, look. Like we talked about earlier, uh, Putin and Xi Jinping, they're a lot of things. They're bad people, but they're not stupid. And you know damn well the last person that Vladimir Putin ever wanted to be president was somebody unpredictable like Donald Trump. I mean, they, and I agree with you, Lou, it's kind of a sidebar here we're having, but it's, it's like the one obvious thing that's in front of everybody that people should know. There is no way in hell like, that, that the intelligence agencies would ever want somebody like Donald Trump or the, the, the Russian uh, intelligence and Chinese intelligence would ever want someone like Donald Trump being president of the, of, of the United States. There's no way they would ever want that. And it's it's so funny that that just gets lost on people like, oh, yeah, we've just accepted that, yeah, Trump and Republicans must have something to do with Russia. It's preposterous. I mean, no normal person uh, with the facts would ever think that, uh, as witnessed by what happened from 2008 to 2016 and what's happening now in just the last year and a half. These Marxists in China and Russia, they'll move quick because they know these guys are, are weak. But but anyway, that's it's a good sidebar and a good point, Lou. But anyway, look, when when President Trump got kicked off of everything, uh, he called me up and said and said, look, you know, you you, you understand these issues and, and you'd be the right guy to run this uh, run this company. And look, our mission is very simple. It's to it's to open the Internet back up and give people their voice back. And we're doing it already for millions of people. So. We've launched, you know, we're barely at the beginning stages. Uh, we're available in the Apple App Store um, through social. You can go to truesocial.com from, from any device and get an account. And uh, look, we're the fastest growing social media company uh, in history, and we hope to keep that growth up. And, and you know, and we're, we are open to everyone, right? It's, and it's amazing how many people, we have a lot of folks on there who got booted from, all, from platforms years ago, uh, and it's very inspiring to see. People and I see it every single day, Lou. I'll see, I'll see somebody say, "Oh, hey, I remember you. You used to be on Facebook. For, I used to follow you on Facebook three years ago." <laughs> uh, so we have people like that that have that are finding you know just connections again, and we even have liberals that are getting on the platform in some cases who who are sick of the censorship. So, so you know, look, we are uh, we are trying to take 
um, the best of all the tech platforms, knowing that the users, that the customer wants something that is similar to Instagram and TikTok. Uh, that's where this market is is going. Uh, that's where where we have to go. So we're trying to have something that is high quality, takes the best of all the platforms, easy to use, reliable, and cannot be canceled by any big tech tyrant. And that's why it kind of takes us. We have to build block by block, Lou, because we're making this so that we can't be shut down by an Amazon or a Bill Gates at Microsoft or or, or any of these tech tyrants. We're building this so that we, we're building it to last. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to build out features. We'll be launching more features here in the coming weeks. Uh, that, that, like I said, we want to give people, we want to create a social networking company that allows people to communicate with one another where you're, we're not going to force feed you propaganda. And we're not, so we're not building an algorithm uh, into our feed. In other words, when you're on these other platforms, they basically profile you and decide what to send to you, right? Which is why in a lot of these cases, conservatives have essentially just died off. You know, they put up good content, but their content is never seen. It's largely because of the algorithms that these tech companies are building on behalf of the democratic left in this country. Um, You know, we're we're not doing that. We're not going to build an algorithm for the left or the right. Ours is just straight... If Lou, if, if Lou Dobbs posts at, um, at, at 11 a.m. And, and I post at 11.02, uh, you know, I'm going to be the first, first post you're going to see in your feed, and Lou's going to be the second. And we're just, you know, we're keeping it really simple, um, building out a, a product that can't be canceled. So it's, it's a lot of fun. People are having fun on the platform. Um, and like I said, we're, we're barely at the beginning, and it's amazing to see you know, the millions of people that have joined and, and the engagement that, that, that we're getting. I mean, most people uh, that have been on the platform now um, for the last uh, couple months, if they've been on uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's likely, and not in all cases, but in almost all cases, you're getting more engagement on True Social than, than you are on these big, giant tech tyrant platforms. And that ought to, that ought to tell people something. It's 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 pretty clear that I am uh, shadow banned on uh, on uh, on Twitter. Uh, it, it's really quite uh, amazing to watch and uh, to see Elon Musk uh, discovering that uh, that perhaps five percent was a low estimate on the number of bots running through uh, Twitter is, yeah, is amusing. Yeah. But I want to well, tell I said, you, I, we're I, also I on Twitter it. and we uh, we're also on True Social and. Uh, we're loving it and uh, we're only going to expand our presence there. Yeah. And it's going to get, well, you're already getting uh, amazing. Um, you know, you've only been on a, a little while, but you're going to, you're just going to continue to grow. And like I said, I mean, we're, we're just in the beginning of our features. I mean, all we have right now is just kind of a simple feed. I mean, wait till we, we start to build out some of these other features that are going to be really, you know, it's, it's kind of twofold. It's about opening the internet back up, but look, we also think that we'll have a, superior product too indeed and uh, we wish you uh, obviously great success uh we compliment you and congratulate you on all that you've already achieved uh with bigger uh, bigger dreams ahead for truth social Devin nunez you know donald trump is nearly always right and he was right about you leading truth social and we're delighted you could spend part of your day with us here we thank you so much Devin nunez ceo of Truth Social. Great to talk with you, Devin. 
Hey, Lou, thanks a lot. I look forward to doing it again. Thanks for having me. A great American, Devin Nunes. It's impossible to overstate Devin's role in defending President Trump against the combined corrupt power of the Marxist Dems and the deep state as they tried to destroy President Trump and his presidency. Now he's the CEO of the Truth Social Platform and the Trump Media and Technology Group. And in case I haven't made myself clear, I think very highly of Devin Nunes and all that he has done to stop the overthrow of the Trump presidency and to preserve this great republic. Thanks for being with us today. Here tomorrow will be another great American, Senator Ron Johnson. He and Senator Chuck Grassley have been fighting the forces of evil in Washington, D.C. together for years. And Senator Johnson will be with us right here on The Great America Show tomorrow. I hope you'll be with us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.